0: Mic check. Before I get started on the episode, I um, want to extend, um, I guess, some positive vibes to anybody who's listening who's been suffering through the uh, the shitty-ass snowstorms that a lot of this country has gone through. I know Texas got hit hard like a motherfucker. Um, I know some people, I know somebody who's near St. Louis, they got hit hard. Um... It seems like a lot of people are in some dire times right now. So hopefully things start to ease up and and get back to um, normal, as as normal as things have been for us in the last year. Um, But let's try and hopefully uh, through this show, take your mind off of that for a little bit, Cause we got some things to talk about. Going to go over the couple live shows um, that have been on since the last episode. Last week we had Oh the Horror did their uh, their live show for For the Fam Fridays, where they basically did the entirety of Halloween 365. I did not catch it live. I believe I caught it on that Sunday. And I'm kind of glad I did. The, the benefit of watching these when they're not live is you can kind of just skip ahead. Um, their show was the longest one so far, but they did have, like, I think four or five openers. I did not watch them admittedly. I kind of just wanted to, like, get to the group. Oh, The Horror, I think, is a band that's going to be awesome when we can finally see them live. I don't think that their music is quite translating on cd Yet, I think that they have talent. Although it is weird because I do think that they're just a trio. They don't actually have a drummer. They had one for this show, but they seemed very (sighs) lax, I think is is how I want to put it. Um, Not a whole lot of energy. I think that the vocalist has something there. And obviously the rest of the band is very talented. I just think that it's a bit of a struggle to really get behind them because I haven't seen them live. And I don't want them to try and kind of just get like thrown under because well, that's how a lot of people honestly get behind groups is based on a live show. So I didn't think it was bad. I really was a bit disappointed in the sense that the couple songs that feature guest artists, notably the people from MNE, there wasn't anything... Including them on it, they didn't have kind of like how um, what was it during uh, Attack of the Ninjas where A and B weren't even in the same place, but they, you know, kind of recorded something that that worked together for it. We didn't have that um, for Jamie Madrox for Blazer Dead Homie and Blaze's song. I think is my favorite one on that album. So it was okay, but it was kind of I had it on. Um, As background noise, I, you know, paid attention for the most part, but it wasn't really what I was hoping for. Granted, they were in their local area. I think they're in California. So they did not go into Detroit to film their stuff. It was done in their own studio, I guess it would be. Um, So they had more area, but they didn't really do much with it. So it was just kind of stagnant. And like I said, I think that they're good, but I'm not sure if they are what MNE is trying to grasp at the moment. Once we finally get back to a level where we can have concerts where we can actually see these groups live, I think it's going to be a lot easier for people to get behind. They did have a recent song that's actually a cover song, as I think it's called "Tears of Gold," and that sounds. Incredible. Um, I understand it's a cover, but they did a damn good job of making it their own, and I really like it. It's it's kind of sad where some of the stuff that I've been most impressed with has been their covers. I thought that their cover of "Wreck" that was on For the Family Three was phenomenal. So, only time will tell what uh, what Oh the Horror's uh, future is going to be like. I think that Eminem is going to give them the tools to accomplish what they want to do but the live show itself was just kind of hit or miss mostly miss for me but that brings me to the one that just happened this weekend which was the abk one i literally just finished watching it about 10 minutes ago and this was fun they did the entirety of hatchet warrior um obviously the there wasn't anything that included icp um and uh, Esham was also supposed to be on a song um, for Sticky Situations. So we basically just got ABK uh, as well as Blaze Supporting and Twisted doing, um, doing parts for their respective songs as well. I've only seen ABK once in concert before, and, and he was a surprise. I honestly – was that the one where I wasn't – I didn't know that he was going to be there until literally that day. Or maybe they had added him on like a couple days before. So I've only ever seen ABK once. Anytime he comes to Pennsylvania, he's literally always on the other side of the, the state. He always goes to – I think it's Allentown. Um, I think he goes to Reading, which they're just way too fucking far for me. I can't drive – Reading is five hours away. I can't do it. Um, I I, I, I got to start justifying these, these shows that are so much farther away, but I'd have to like go and then find a fucking hotel because God knows I'm not going to drive to a concert and then drive back in that same day. Fuck that. But no, I, I really enjoyed it. And ABK has a really good stage presence. I really think that. And one of the coolest things I thought was I really liked whenever um, Twisted were up there doing uh, doing their spots, um, like having a monoxide for a ghetto neighbor. Seeing Twisted in the position of hype man, even if it's just for one song, is very, very cool because it you don't expect it cuz they're their own headliners now, you know. But it's really cool to see them hype somebody else up. I like that cuz it shows that they are behind something. Killer's got really good stage presence. Did the entire show pretty much flawless. Um obviously, like I said, you you weren't going to have ICP involved in this, so it was a bummer for Sticky Hicky Situations, which has one of my favorite Violin J verses of all time. I've made this clear. So it did Kill His Verse, and then it did uh, Blaze's – both of Blaze's um, like interlude parts, which I guess the the one is basically a chorus. There's no chorus in that song, but they were good. They really were. Um, it was really cool to see at the very end just him belting in the city. I actually texted Shmeave. Uh, Just a screenshot of it. He seemed hype. So these For the Fam shows are cool for the most part. Um, I think that what they were charging for them is okay for what you get out of it. Um, They also were doing giveaways. They've done giveaways for every one of them. Um, The ones for... Hatchet Warrior seemed actually really cool. Um, some of them were going to get – I think it was like five people were going to get um, signed posters. Two people were going to get signed vinyls of the second drive-by record signed by both ABK and Blaze. And then three people were going to get signed original pressings of Hatchet Warrior. I, th- that would be fucking dope. I would love that. There is one more of the For the Fam Fridays uh, shows – Uh, this coming Friday, and that is Alazul Alu uh, with openers uh, Mad Max and Super Famous Funtime Guys. I'm very hyped for this. Um, And that is going to also have a giveaway. I think there's I think I said three uh, Forever Faces. They're purple. They look really cool. One day I will get a fucking Forever Face. They recently had um, some of them up for sale. The the 8-bit ones, I think is what they called them. And they were like blue and purple. They looked so fucking cool. And as much as I don't need one, I just want one to own. I'm still waiting on my my big-ass order from Loki that was on Black Friday. And I'm not like being pushy about it because I understand that it's literally just him. Um, so, you know, when I get it, I'll be excited. But I got three masks from him, uh, the shadow masks. And I'm probably just gonna like literally wear them around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Maybe whenever I um, get something else up and running, I'll I'll be wearing those more. But I would love a Forever Face. Um, anytime they put those up on sale, man, they sell out really fucking quick. So I, you'd think they'd make more of them because I know that they would sell. But then maybe if they made too many, then they'd just be sitting around. But man, I want to get a Forever Face. I really, really do. The problem is sometimes you see them and it's like, oh, I don't really like that color. Like I didn't like the ones that they came out with for um, for Church of Zool. Um, I didn't care for those ones. The 8-bit ones that were blue and purple, I was like, no, that was sick. I would have fucking bought one of those. So yeah, uh, I was will lose show. So if you didn't buy a, a ticket for that, there's – you're still able to buy tickets. I think they're $7 for the show. Um, if you obviously already bought the four pack, then you know that you're, you've already got that included and anybody who buys a ticket is entered into those contests. So good luck if you order that. Um, and, uh, if you win the forever face, you can send it to me. Just let me know. I'll give you my address. <laughs> I'm going to go over, um, some music. This is going to be a shorter one to, to be completely honest, but before I get into what I've listened to, I'm going to point out, because um, there's a few things that came out this week that I was super excited about, but um, just yesterday, as I'm recording this, uh, just yesterday on the 19th, Gabby Sites' new album uh, dropped his debut EP on Magic Ninja, uh, the 13th Wonder, just dropped. I have not listened to it yet. Now, I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain why in a minute. First off, next week, uh, the 20 sixth? Is that what that is? Um, we have new releases coming out. Um, we have Ouija Mac and Baby E are doing their collaborative, um, mixtape, I think is what it is. Um, I can't remember what that's called right now. Um, so I'm sorry that I don't have that immediately available. I guess I could check real quick. That would probably help. (laughs) But, um, Yes. Their uh, collaborative uh, mixtape comes out. It's called We Never Forgot. I'm sorry. So it drops on uh, the 26th. There's, I think, only two more days. Well, when this comes out, I think it might be the last day for some of the pre-order bundles. Like they have where you know you buy the CD and something else and it's a savings of whatever. Autographed copies are 27 bucks. That's what I got. I keep buying the autograph stuff, but they didn't do any of the buy five to get this fucking thing or whatever. I just wasn't dealing with it this time, um, because I didn't care enough. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, also, uh, intrinsic of uh, of underground hustling, his um debut with Welcome to the Underground called Lasers and Poison uh, will be out also next Friday. Uh, Well, this coming Friday, I guess, when this drops. So on the 26th, that is a two-disc because it also contains uh, Underground Hustlin 72, I think is what it is. Yeah, 72, which is hosted by Draven. Um, For those that don't know, Draven is the guy who does drums for um, Twisted's live stuff. I think he has also done some production for them. So um, if you've never listened to the Underground Hustlin series, go ahead and check it out. Um, It's a lot of people who not necessarily are are big in the Underground, but they're consistent names – And more often than not, they get a lot of of big people to do guest features on them. So it's definitely worth looking into. Um, I first heard of of some people like – that's how I first heard like Mr. Gray um, of Gorilla Voltage. He was on there. Um, Some of it is like – some of his try-hard stuff, but I don't know. It's just interesting that Intrinsic is, is hooking up with them, but, I mean, they've released some of the last couple Underground Hustlings on the Welcome to the Underground um, imprint, so, you know, go ahead and check it out. That comes out this Friday as well. Um, also, what just came out, and I haven't listened to it yet, but I know that it's available for... Um, uh, what's it called it's available for to stream right now i think you can even get it legit for i think they have it for free download on dat like officially um yellow wolf and casky did a uh, a collaboration cd called uh uh, black sheep yellow wolf slash yellow wolf x black sheep that's literally what's called and i just ordered that yesterday because there's physical copies available on yellow Wolf's site the fucking shipping was atrocious. I literally just bought the CD which cost 15 bucks and it cost 10 25 to ship that shit. Come the fuck on. I I don't understand. It's literally just for the CD. Like I should have tossed in some other stuff in there just to make myself feel better about paying that fucking much. I almost bought a fucking CD from Subnoise because a couple days ago they they were doing a promotion for Head PE because it was I think it was like some kind of anniversary or whatever. And I just wanted to buy the new album because they marked it down to five bucks. And they were gonna charge like, what was that? I think nine dollars to ship it. Are you fucking kidding me? Media mail, it's not difficult. Media mail costs fucking three dollars. Not even. (laughs) Come on. I, I don't, I I've never seen a company do that terrible with shipping. It's atrocious. So that's already out, but the physical copies come out, I think, on the 5th, on March 5th. Who knows if that's actually going to be the case. I have no idea. Probably not. But I had to order that because if I didn't, I would end up missing out because uh, Yellow Wolf's last couple releases have been physical copies but only on his site. And I managed to get them at the time. But uh, they're not there anymore. So it's going to be hard to find uh, Trump Music. Was it Trump Music 3? I think is what it is. And uh and Ghetto Cowboy. So good luck if you don't have those and you're trying to find them. I also just want to point out this is gonna be completely random and I don't care. Deal with it. Um anybody listening, did y'all catch the um the Britney Spears documentary? Because I did. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest here. I was a huge fan of Britney Spears when I was a kid. Britney Spears was my very first concert. Oops, I did it again tour in uh, 2000. And, man, I was obsessed with Britney. Those first three albums, I listened to all the time, especially two and three. Listened to those a lot. Um, I backed out around the fourth album. Grabbed the greatest hits, though. um, But didn't really listen to anything else after. I was... I was one of the dumb kids who was like, oh, she kissed Madonna, bleh. <laughs> and then, you know, she had the meltdown and I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not with this anymore. And I probably did make fun of her back then. But then like she was still making music after that and it's like, okay, whatever, good for her. I bought Kemp Federline's album. <laughs> Way after the fact, but I bought it. But I watched that documentary and man, um people did not do her any favors. And I was getting genuinely pissed off the more and more this documentary was going on. Man, fuck Britney Spears' dad. He seems like an asshole. And, um... Dude, I love your music, but fuck Justin Timberlake for his shit. Fuck all that shit, man. But no joke, I was literally at FYA today. <laughs> and, um... Man, FYI is fucking depressing to go into anymore because they almost have no fucking music. Physical media is dying. I understand this. I hate to say it, but I understand it. But uh, I was looking around and I found, I just saw Britney Spears section. I was like, okay, let's look at Britney Spears. Okay, I have this album. I have this album. I have this album. And then that came to End of the Zone, which is the fourth one that I was like, I didn't have this. And there were two copies. One was $2 more than the other. They were both used. Okay, Fine. And one of them was the Australian Deluxe Edition. And I said, fuck it, I'm buying this. It's six bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the one that's got the, the track with Madonna. It's got Toxic on it. Everybody liked Toxic. That one was good. Every time. I remember that one. And I think I remember Outrageous as well. But, yeah, I was like, you know, I need this in my collection. Why not? Free Brittany. Free Britney. Free Britney. <laughs> so, anyways, I was mentioning that I haven't get- listened to the Gibby Sites album yet, and I was going to, I really was. Now the thing was, is it was supposed to release physically, like pre-order was supposed to go out um for Friday. Um however it looked like there was delays. The delay was <laughs> they got custom Gibby Sites Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Just straight up proxies. <laughs> with Gibby Stites on them. <laughs> he posted a picture of one of them on his Instagram and I just made a joke about it and then straight up he posted another picture, I think it was on Thursday, um, of just like a big ass pile of them. So everybody who pre ordered his album is getting a Yu-Gi-Oh card with Gibby Stites on it. <laughs> it's a it's a cool little uh that's a cool little uh collector thing. I don't remember if they were signed or not. If they were, cool. If not, well, I know what I'm going to get signed whenever I, I meet him in the future. That'll be fine. So I haven't listened to that yet though. And I'm actually going to wait until that one comes in. Even though I've been listening to stuff while I have, you know, I've been listening to stuff that's been streaming. Um, I've been trying to get to that because I just want to. I didn't do it with this one. And the reason why is because after months and months of waiting, ICP's House Party Peep Show and Yum Yum's Lore are out. And I have mine. Guys, I've been waiting on this shit for fucking months. For actual fucking months. Um, The House Party Peep Show, the You Produce thing was at the end of October. So you figure just shy of four months that we were anticipating this uh and yum yum's lore now yum yum's lore um i heard first because they released it digitally it's available now um that came out on juggalo day which was this past wednesday however based on uh discogs the house party peep show cd allegedly came out first so when we finally get to that cd uh in like seven years that'll be what we cover first I've gotten a couple listens of each. Uh, I've listened to Yum Yum's Lore three times, and I listened to the House Party Peep Show CD uh, twice. Um, Lots of people heard Yum Yum's Lore first. And uh, the House Party Peep Show EP is not available on streaming. They did not put that on digital at all. You can find it on, like, YouTube, where people ripped the whole thing and just popped it up there. But it is not officially up there by ICP. So as it stands, the only people who own this album are people who did the Patreon. They shipped this stuff out um, all in one package, which was cool. So if people did both Patreons, they didn't have to worry about two packages or stuff getting separated. They put it all in one thing. So me, I got House Party Peep Show, Yum Yum's Lore. I got the DVD of the historical tours, and I got my coin, which admittedly, the coin is pretty cool. But... I'm going to be holding on to it for now (laughs) until somebody really needs it. I already know that I may only get one of the other coins in the future, but there's going to be somebody who didn't subscribe to the Patreon and didn't get this coin. I'll be waiting. (laughs) I'll be waiting for a stack. But we'll go over some of this real quick. I'll go over the House Party Peep Show uh, first. And, um, let me get the, uh, sorry about this. Let me get the track list up here. So there were six songs on there. Now we produced three of them. The other three were called the bone us tracks because, you know, we got the bone that it was taken so damn long. So they threw three more songs on there. And, um, They really did interpret what we said as, you know, you produce the suggestions and everything. They took that to heart, which is fine. I I totally understand that. I'm glad they did. Um, Except for um, the second track. (laughs) So the only thing that I have a, a bit of concern with is a couple of the songs. The production is a little bit louder than the lyrics, um, maybe it's just me. I need to take a little bit more time to just sit down and, and focus on it, but I was having trouble hearing some of the lyrics, um, especially with my headphones on, of all things. I was able to hear it a little bit better in my car. I don't know. Maybe my uh, maybe I need to adjust the EQ on my, on my phone. Um, but the blob was the sing-songy style track, which isn't bad. I'll need to hear it more, but it's just kind of... It exists. There's been better ones. When Whenever Violent J said about sing-songy, he said, like, oh, kind of like a Dead Body Man. So I'm sure a lot of people were like, ooh, Dead Body Man Part 2. It's not Dead Body Man Part 2. And that's okay. But the one track that um, bothered me the most was My Forehead. That was the one that has the Mikey Clark beat. And I will never, ever forgive any one of you motherfuckers who voted on this if you voted on pitched-up vocals, it is your fault that this song is not as good as it should be. I really thought that pitched-up vocals meant that they were going to make it sound like Violent J was, you know, younger. Like, maybe Reddlebox era, because you know that he had some some shit pitched up during that. They went way too fucking high on this. And it's not just J. Because Shaggy's on it too. And then there's Ouija Mac in the chorus, and Ouija's just normal. But then there's a fucking skit in the middle of it, which is actually genuinely really funny. I don't mind it, because it's within the song. And Jay is in his normal voice. I don't get it. Listener Dustin uh, told me that it sounds like it could have been a Mighty Death Pop song, and I totally agree. It has that vibe to it. But the pitched-up vocals just take me out of it. And I know that I'll still enjoy the song, but I, I pray, I fucking pray that somewhere ICP have a regular unfucked-with version that's sitting in their, in their hard drive that they'll throw on a Forgotten Freshness or something. Something that preferably everybody has fucking access to and you don't hide behind a goddamn paywall of doing VIP to get. It's fucking annoying. Um... But the last one was uh, Cartoon Goon, and honestly, that one might be the best track of the the bonus – Or sorry, not the bonus, but the You Produce ones. They did a great job with the concept of everything. That was the one that um, I'm actually really surprised. I think could have had a guest verse by Big Hoodoo and people didn't vote for it. Um, hearing that, I wonder what his verse would have been like, but it was a fun song. and. I think one of the things that was voted on was like lots of sound effects and everything. I was like, I don't want to hear fucking sound effects like every other second. It works. It actually really does. In the context of this song, it sounds really, really cool. So overall, the You Produce songs aren't bad. But again, the, the fucking my forehead with the pitched up vocals, I can't believe that people actually thought that was a good idea. I was like begging in the chat like don't do this. It sounds so fucking – it sounds like a dumb concept. I don't even remember what the other fucking things were. I just remember that that was the thing and that's what's been on my mind about it the whole time. Even whenever we were, weren't were sure when this fucking CD was coming out, I was like Ugh, people voted for that. That's fucking dumb. So I'm still mad at you guys for doing so and I hope that you're mad at yourselves. Take that. The other three ones – um, We have Mighty Moat, which I didn't know it was called Mighty Moat. It took me until the second listen to h- hear the T. Because, um, by the way, there was no track list on this fucking uh, CD at all. We just had to guess for the final three songs. So Mighty Moat, The Ceremony, which I thought was metals for a while, and Live Dead Forever. Mighty Moat is about... Bylon uh, J basically just has a remote control that he can do whatever. It took me until the second listen to really get it. Unfortunately, the first listens for all these is just to see like what actually jumps out of me. And um, it's very difficult for that. But um, it's not bad. It's fresh. It's cool. The ceremony, I think, might be one of the standout tracks, honestly. It's basically violent just giving props to the people who have bounded the most in his life. Uh, specifically, uh, Shaggy Too Dope, um, Billy Bill, Rude Boy, and Jump Steady very nice. It's very heartfelt. And I like that. Whenever Violent J gets, you know, emotional, it's nice. Because he can actually do something really, really good with that. Unless it's that stupid song that he came out with, um, that no drama, that song was bad. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, And then Live Dead Forever is just very dark. It's very, very dark. You're just talking about a bunch of people who have died, who are going to die, and then just acknowledging that we're just all going to live dead forever. There's there's really nothing else to say on that one. From what I was seeing at first, once this had leaked, um, it seemed like more people were feeling this over Yum Yum's lore. I'll say this. These two EPs. Together combined, I was having more enjoyment on my first listens of these than I did for the Fearless Fred Fury slash Flip the Rat era. Um, Yum Yum's lore. I'm, if this is a taste of what we're going to get with Yum Yum Bedlam, I think we're in a good spot. I really do. Um, People hate the intro. People hate Bewitching, uh, which is the first track on your room's lore. People hate it, and I don't understand why. It sounds like a Joker card intro. It really does, and people are just trashing it. Is it perfect? No. But it still sets the tone. You can't please some fucking people. I don't know. Um, Let's see. Loyalty. People were pointing out the fact that Shaggy Tootop is rapping his fucking ass off on this one. By loyalty, I think also a lot of people are pointing out that it just sounds like a, a big diss to Twisted. They don't actually mention Twisted, but then again, neither party has directly acknowledged the other on any of their songs, minus the seven foot, eight foot. I think he specifically mentions uh, Magic Ninja. But um, it. Serious J works. Let's see, we got Afraid of Life, which features Alien Ant Farm, of all people. This is probably my favorite track on the EP. That said, it is not without its problems. There is a part where Violent J says like six uh, different slurs, and I'm not really keen on it. The context of it is him saying, oh, you had this happen to you, so now you're you're calling these people this, 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 this. Yes, you're saying that that's bad, but you're still saying the words. I thought we were past that. Like, come on. You had that recent interview where... You acknowledge whenever your daughter asks, like, you know, why did you say this? And you're like, oh, yeah, if if your friends ever ask you this, just tell your friends that, you know, your dad was an idiot back then, you know, and he's tried to learn. Clearly, you fucking haven't, dude, because you're still doing it today. Just we give words so much power, but at the same time, like there are feelings involved in people Should respect that. This is why people don't listen to our show. (laughs) clutching the pearls here. Next track after that is Smell of the Rain, which is about cannibalism. Which is not really a topic that ICP do much of. They've talked about, like, zombie stuff, but that's not really the same thing. But we haven't had anything about, you know, eating dead bodies since, like, uh, what? Malenko, I think is the last time. Probably. Uh sounds right to me, yeah. It took me until the third listen to know that it was about cannibalism, though. This is what happens. I get to I listen to it and I'm like, oh, okay, I like this pretty music. And then I actually like hear the lyrics and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> this is what it's about. We got Ding Ding Doll after that. They put it on here, which I, as soon as I saw that that was on here, I was like, great. That means we get it out of the way. Because I didn't care for this song when they first um, played it. And I like it more now. I do. It's not my favorite. But I like it a lot more now, and it actually fits with this EP. I never really thought about like the, the idea of songs fitting with the rest of an album. But this really does. And... I'm under the assumption that Yum Yum's Lore is literally... These are tracks that are unique to this EP. They won't be on Yum Yum Bedlam. I'm okay with this not being on the full album. But it does sound like... Now that it's not just a standalone single sitting somewhere... It actually feels like it has purpose, and I'm okay with that. So, kudos for them putting it on here. The The only issue that I have now is... After these songs, the rest of it is kind of... It, it kind of drops off. I can't really tell you much about the final tracks. There's I've Had It Worse, there's Candyman, and there's Clown Heads, uh, Clown Heads of which is literally talking about those paintings that they said were going to start back in uh, January. They didn't. I'm learning now that them talking about those paintings, I don't think I'm going to buy any of them. I really don't. I was going to. I really was thinking about, depending on the prices, I was actually going to buy some of those Clown Head paintings, but I don't have anywhere to fucking put them. I will literally just wait until they do the coffee table book, which they said they were going to do with, like, behind-the-scenes stuff because I have a feeling that there's also – because remember, the clown heads are all going to have a clown head single. Talking about the clown head that you bought, they're going to have to put a fucking CD that has the entire thing on there because if they don't, like, they're fucking you over. Do it, like, Pendulum style. I believe Candyman's about drugs. (laughs) I can't remember. I listened to it earlier and I can't fucking remember. Um, there was also a hidden track after Clownhead's uh, Discogs is calling it Yum Yum Bedlam, This Way Comes. It literally just reminds me of um, the – there was like a hidden track I think at the end of Terror Wheel that was just hinting at Riddlebox coming out. And I think they may have done the same thing. I don't know if they did the same thing with Tunnel of Love for Milenko, but I for sure remember it was on Terror Wheel, so. Overall, I think that Yum yums lore is really freaking strong. Um, From Ding-Ding Doll on, it does drop a little bit, but I'm genuinely impressed. Like I said, these first listens that I had with this were more enjoyable, if I remember correctly, than how I felt with the Fearless Fred Fury and Flip the Rat. And that's telling me a lot. It's funny to think about, you know, the fact that ICP I mean, Shaggy's been doing his own thing, violent jay on the streams from what I've seen because I haven't seen any of the streams this month either. Um Jay is getting less coherent, but on music, he's doing great. He's it's like the Aussie effect. You know, Aussie could not function for a motherfucker. But god could he still fucking sing. I'm looking forward to Yum Yum Bedlam. I don't know if it's coming out on March 5th like they said it was. If so, great. But we have no update. In the actual booklet, it said coming soon. However, it also had the ads for the clown head saying January 2021 when these came out in February. So, was it already intended that that was supposed to come out back in, you know, December like what they already pressed or whatever the hell was happening? I don't know. So no idea if Yum Yum Bedlam is still coming out March 5th. No idea if that's pushed back along with any of the other seeds of Yum Yum. Don't know. And unfortunately, until they actually give us anything concrete, we kind of just have to guess, I guess, or just accept that, you know, we don't know when it's going to come out. Unfortunately, that's just been the case in recent times for for ICP. We just have to accept that. So, I think that's all that I have to talk about this time. It was a little bit short and to the point, but I only had those two EPs. I was going to listen to Gibby sites, I really was, but I admittedly, because of the ICP EPs both coming in this week, I was very afraid that he would get kind of lost in the shuffle. Will he get lost in the shuffle when, you know... The CD comes out hopefully probably by next week. I already got tracking for it, but, you know, that comes out next week. And then I hopefully get Intrinsic and, you know, Ouija Mac. I don't think so. I think I'm really looking forward to Gibby Stites compared to the other ones. Um, And I've heard really good things about Gibby. So we'll see. But I will be able to talk to you guys about that when the next episode comes out. I still have to do my notes for the episode that Shmeave and I are recording this weekend. And once that one is done, we are jumping into 2006. We're getting into the thick of when I was really getting into this music. And man, I am so excited to finally get to some of these albums. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. Before I hop off here, obviously you know that you can check me out on my uh, my socials. Obviously, hit up Juggalo Judgment on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, but also hit me up on my Twitter, at Mike the SEJ and my Instagram, straight as Juggalo. But I should also point out that my computer is able to stream, and I finally started doing that. <laughs> A couple days ago, I finally got something set up to where I could kind of stream. It's not amazing, It's not fantastic, and it's probably not going to be fantastic for a while, but I'm hoping that I can stream at least a couple days a week. I would probably let you guys know on Twitter um, whenever I plan on doing that or just whenever I literally pop on saying, hey, I'm streaming. Um, If anybody wants to follow me, I haven't changed my name on there yet. I think I'm going to, but I don't know what I'm going to change it to yet. But if you want to follow me on Twitch and watch me play some video games... Not sure what I'm going to play right now. I was playing Sonic Three uh, back then, and I have a file saved, so I might actually go back to that. I might even do that later. I don't know. <laughs> but you can follow me on Twitch. Um, my handle for that is X The Original SEJ X. I might change my tag. I don't know what I'm going to change it to yet, but I might. So just keep that in mind. And uh, if you're really interested in checking it out, then go ahead and do so. And if I change it before you're able to find it with that name, then hit me up on one of the socials and I'll be able to send you a link. um, And you can go ahead and check that out. Like I said, I want to do something kind of consistent with it and see where that goes. I don't have the greatest equipment right now, but hey, I'm going to be playing the games anyway, so why not show off how bad I am to other people? So go ahead and check that out. That's all I got this time. So stay safe, everybody. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Take care. Peace.